Routing a new tenancy, especially if it's moving out of the family nest for the very first time, is a rite of passage. It's your chance of freedom, your chance to find out more about your own capabilities in life and your opportunity to become your own person. Even for the seasoned tenant, the rules can change when it comes to condition reports. So we thought we would give you this episode, how to complete a condition report when starting a new tenancy. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langder. Is your property manager not getting the best rental return for your property? Is it easy to lease your property? Is your property appealing to the right market? If you answer no to any of these questions, why not be creative with professional copywriting that targets the right tenants for your property? You can do this by calling Real Copyright on 5977-889 to find out more. The delightful Sophie Lyon from Jealous Craig Burundara is a powerhouse when it comes to the Victorian property management space. And she's our powerhouse here today at Real Estate Right. Welcome, Sophie. How are you today? I'm really well, Sue. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks for coming on again. We love having Sophie Lyon on. Um, oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, today we're talking about how to complete your condition report when starting a new tenancy. So let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Now, to start with, we need to tell our listeners, what is a condition report? So a condition report is a um, basically exactly what it sounds. So it is a report on the condition of the property um, at the commencement of the tenancy. So it goes into things like um, scratches on walls. Um, you know, if uh, what what sort of um, what sort of appliances there are, what the age is, the condition, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And what it's actually utilised for is at the end of the tenancy. It's a record um, that can be referred to. So if there's any arguments about, um, oh, well, there's a, there's a scratch on the door. No, that was there when I moved in. You've, you can actually refer back to the record. You can refer back to the photo and say, well, here's the photo. Here's the scratch. Not my responsibility. Or here's the, you know, here's the door. There's no scratch there. It is the tenant's responsibility. And then that discussion comes out about fair wear and tear or accidental damage or something like that. Yeah. Okay, so what is the process of filling out a condition report? So let's go from when the property manager does the the report. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the um, the property manager will go through prior to the commencement of the tenancy, and the recommendation with um, with VCAT has always been that it should be no longer than a week or two prior to the commencement of the tenancy, because a lot can happen over two weeks. I mean, you know, if everyone saw, you know, there was all that rain in Melbourne, and our yeah. gardens went from zero to one hundred, you know, in a week. Mm. Um, so, you know, things can obviously occur um, in a week or two. The the property manager goes out; they go through the property they make uh written notes on the report and then they'll follow that up with um photographic evidence um and then that is passed to the tenants at the commencement of the tenancy um if the tenant paid a bond it is a requirement under the residential tenancies act for a condition report to be provided 
Yes. So um, that is given to the tenant uh, on the prior, the prior to or the day of the commencement of the tenancy, and they have seven days to commit to complete that report. So they can go through, make any alterations to it that they wish, um, and then provide that back to um, to the agent. So the the critical part of that, though, is that if a tenant chooses not to return the condition report, chooses not to make any changes to it, Mm -hmm. then they are bound by that condition report. So if it doesn't have a photo of the door that at the end of the tenancy has a scratch on it, then if the property manager has written there's no damage to the door and the tenant wants to say, well, hang on a minute, there was, you know, there there was a scratch there when I moved in, Mm they have nothing to back themselves up um, because they didn't return the condition report at the commencement of the tenancy. Okay. So being devil's advocate here, Mm -hmm. would a property manager, when the previous tenant leaves the property and they do the condition report to show how, you know, how they left the property. The final inspection. The final inspection. Mm -hmm. Could they use that information and just replicate it and give it to the new tenant? Uh, it, it would depend, um, if, if it was a, if it was a tight turnaround. Yes. Um, so you had one tenant moving out, uh, one weekend and another tenant moving in the following weekend. You could yeah. certainly utilize components of that report. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the, it would need to be in a slightly different format because it would need to be put together yes. for the new tenant. Um, and it would also have to be updated with any um, any particular changes. So um, even if a tenant's only been in the property for 12 months, there's normally, mm. you know, little nuanced little differences things. and there's things a, like that. There's a crack in the window. There's a, yeah, yeah all that sort the, of stuff. The dishwasher could have been changed because it, yeah. you know, it broke. There's, there's So yeah. they, they do need to go through and make sure yeah. that the – you know, that the changes are being accurately reflected on the report. On the report, yeah. So, again, being devil's advocate, wouldn't it be better for a property manager to actually date the condition report stating from the day the tenant has signed on the dotted line or, you know, to hand over their bond or, like, because, as you said, that two up to two weeks could, there's a lot of things that could go wrong in that time frame yeah for sure um the well you also if you're going to take photos um if you want to utilize those photos at the end of the tenancy then you need to be able to show when those photos were taken because if there's any if there's any um conjecture about that yeah then vcat will actually say you need to show us when these photos were taken. Yeah. Um, so it's if if there is a huge amount of time, you can you you it's fairly <laughs> evident. Um, but you know, in order to be able to maximize um, time efficiency, it's mm. certainly not unusual for a property manager to do um, a final and utilize those photos in the condition report for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they still have to wrap up the final, and they still have to make sure that the condition report is being done appropriately for the incoming tenants. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, now how should a tenant or renter complete the form? Obviously, we're going in very excited about our first property we're going to. Yep. Um, Do we, like, move all our stuff in or do we do it all when it's vacant? It's it's a better idea to do it when it's vacant, obviously. Yeah. or, you know, if you need to move stuff into, 
you know, um, into one of the rooms and start with that room, go through and make sure that, you know, that one's clear and then, okay, move your stuff in there. Or if you do have the opportunity to do it, um, go down, do the condition report, um, spend a couple of hours doing that, depending mm-hmm. on the size of the property, obviously, um, prior to the removalist arriving, um, just to make sure that you've got you've got the time to do it and you've got the attention to pay to it. Yeah. Um, because it can be pretty important at the end of the tenancy. You know, there's been plenty of times where, um, you know, we've seen people who've been in a rush who haven't done things properly, um, mm. that had the time to do things properly as far as the condition port's concerned. And there's been a whole lot of, um, you know, uh, angst at the end of the tenancy. Yeah. So it really is, it's, it's, it's like anything. You start how you want to finish, you, you know, yeah. just make sure that you've got everything ticked off. See, I always think that you're better off getting something that's a bit used and abused because, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when it comes to the very end of your tenancy, you know, it's still used and abused. <laughs> yeah. Or you could look at it the other way. If it's friends shiny new, it makes it a lot easier to go through and do your condition report because everything's new and you just go, well, look at that. Isn't that pretty? And so, um, yeah, but then it's like you scrutinise for every single little thing that goes wrong. That's as a tenant. Yeah, well, this is true. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as far as, well, not in all, in all cases, but yeah. as far as uh, the way that you you complete the form as well, there's a whole lot of different um uh formats out there now Mm. so there's electronic ones there's you know good old paper ones Mm. um so there's a lot of different ways to um to do it so it's really whichever way you're most comfortable with if you're um if the agent that you're renting through sends you an electronic version and you're Mm. not comfortable with the electronic version because it's just like it's all you know i don't i'm not quite sure how to do this on my phone or whatever Um, you certainly can request them to provide you with a um, with a printout of it yeah. um, because, I mean, pe- being perfectly realistic, not a lot of people have printers at home anymore. Mm. Um, so it's it's not it's not unreasonable for you to ask the agent to provide you with a printed copy if that's what you're more comfortable with. Yeah, fair enough. All good. Now, everyone has a different interpretation of cleanliness. Mm-hmm. How does a tenant or renter work out what level is considered clean and tidy and what is wear and tear? So if ever there was anything that was open to conjecture, it's <laughs> it's the cleanliness of a property because you're right, everyone had differing levels of that. Uh, the Residential Tenancies Act has um, has always referred to reasonably clean. Um, mm. Now, reasonably clean effectively means that you should be able to walk into a property, put your bags down, and live in it. So, you know, walk into the bathroom and not recoil in horror. Um, yeah. You know, be able to go and wash something in a sink without looking at it going, well, that's going to come out dirtier than it went in. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That it's it's, it's got to be, um, you know, in all ways reasonable. Um, yeah. So, but where it starts to get a little bit iffy is, um, you know, if we've had, um, we've had cleaners go through or the you know, previous tenants have cleaned the property and, you know, they've left a little bit of soap scum on the um, on the, the shower screen. Yeah. That's not That's... unreasonable. Um, yeah. I mean, it, okay, it's not, it's not ideal, but it's not unreasonably, you know, it, it, that's reasonably clean. Um, yeah. You know, a, a dirty toilet, not reasonably clean. Um, yeah. You know, th- things like that, that are, that sort of prevent you from actively being able to, um, to utilise something without having to get in and scrub it, um, yeah. then, you know, that's that's where it starts to kind of tilt. So things like 
dust on a windowsill would be considered unreasonable? Well, it, it depends on what level of dust you're talking about. If you're talking yeah. about like a week or two's dust because the property's been vacant for a week okay. or two, yeah, um, then that's that's a difference to you know deeply embedded, you know, yeah dirt yeah. in in a yeah. windowsill kind of thing so yeah um i think that again that's where you have to sort of look at it and go okay that's is that a week or two or is that a year or two yeah fair enough okay um now what photos should tenants take when they do their inspections like i guess to contradict what the condition report would say mm-hmm yeah, um, would be a good way. Yeah, the, it, you need to take photos that are that are really showing exactly what it is that you're referring to. What we hmm. we sometimes see photos that are taken so close up hmm. that it's just like I don't even know what that is. Hmm. I don't know if it's a door. I don't know if it's a if it's a um, you know a bit of the floor. I don't know if it's a skirting board. I don't know if it's an architrave. I don't. Do you know what I mean? It's just it becomes yeah. really difficult. So. Um, it's um, almost like they have to take a photo of the whole room and then have a little insert to say this is what I'm talking about. Like not and- necessarily the whole room, but you know, if if so, using your example of you know um, of dusty window sills, mm. take a take a photo of the window, um, mm. and then maybe take a photo of the close up, but be quite specific what it is that you're taking a photo of the close up of. One mm. of the best ways to demonstrate, you know, if you think that um, that the window sills really dusty is, um, you know, take a photo with you sort of if you've run your finger along it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, here is dusty section. Here is a section that I have run my finger. You can clearly yeah. see. So, you know, that, that yeah. I think you, you just want to make sure that you are providing information that in a year or two years or three years, even the rent is going to be able to look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's with that. Because, mm. you know, that photos like this, you just you can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying photos yeah. like this and I'm doing the visual and it's a podcast. Sure. I've got to love it. It's a podcast. Yeah, you've got to love that. <laughs> um, yeah, so things like ovens and cooktops are really good things to take photos of just yeah. to show all your your effort, I guess. Yeah. Um, and obviously shower screens and, and shower bases can be a bit of conjecture too, can't they? They oh absolutely yeah yeah um, and you know if something if something has a small chip on it um, and that hasn't been noted down in the condition report I would always suggest that you you take a photo yeah. of that because it you might sort of look at it and go oh it's a small chip small chips have yeah. a habit of becoming larger chips because they're you know they that's just the nature already of them yeah injured. exactly already <laughs> injured already used and abused to use your terminology um, so if you if you don't put in that it was chipped in the beginning and then when you move out, the, the chip that was the size of, you know, a, um, fingernail. The, the top of a nail is now the top of, you know, the size of the top of your fingernail and the mm. agent says, well, that wasn't there. And you're like, well, yes, it was. No, no it wasn't. Mm. Um, mm. So this is exactly what I mean. You know, you want to make yeah. sure that you're, um, you're accurately reflecting what you're seeing because yeah. property managers are human. We do miss things. Um, so, you know, it's, it's in your interest to also go through and make sure that things are covered off. Yeah, definitely. In terms of finding a discrepancy Uh or disagreement with what the property manager has, how can we write that in the condition report? Uh, well, as I said before, it's a, um, it depends on whether it's a, an electronic or a paper one. Yeah. Um, but if, if 
you don't necessarily have to write war and peace. You don't have to put like a full explanation of something, but the more detail that you put in the better. Um, and it helps the property manager understand it as well. Um, it's a requirement for us once the condition report comes back for us to view the condition report and work Mm. out if there are any maintenance issues in there that we need to, to take care of. So if it's not a maintenance issue, if you're just noting it, um, then the more information you put in there to help us, then, then that's Mm. a great thing. Yeah. So those maintenance issues would be things like a dripping tap or, um, you know, concerned about light bulb missing or all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and things have a, have a terrible habit of, you know, we're there on a Thursday and it's perfectly fine. And then the tenant moves in on the following Thursday and the door handle falls off in their hand kind of thing. So, Mm. you know, things like that happen. Um, and you know, it's, it's, that's the sort of stuff that we need to know. And then we can get that sorted out nice and quickly. Yeah. Sounds good. Being particular. Things that these are the sort of things that can irk some property managers and you know, not worry so many others. Should we be like ring, running our finger along the space between the fly screen and the window? Well, it depends on, on you as an individual, to be perfectly honest. If that's the sort of thing that's going to freak you out, um, yeah. then yeah, I, I would say that you know that that you can do that and you can provide that information to um, to the property manager yeah. if it's diabolical. As we were saying yeah. before, then you know for sure yeah. let Do the think- property manager know. But if it's if it's a tiny bit of dust, yeah. Look, each to their own. If that were me, yeah. I'd just go all right. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I would tend but, to go you know, through and kind of wipe the whole house over yeah. anyway. So yeah, so do I. But um, see, some people will over exaggerate that and say, oh, there was dirt between the fly screen and the window, yeah. and then all of a sudden the whole house is dirty. Yep. Yep. Yes. So we've got to have a step back and just perspective. Perspective. Mm. Yes, Yes, exactly. Mm. Um, (laughs) But then, you know, things go on in people's lives and, you know, they get, they get really stressed out. Moving is a very, very, very stressful time. Um, So sometimes little things like that can, um, can be a, a very frustrating thing for somebody and no, yes. that's fine you're just one of those things that you just have to work through with them and um yeah. and come out to some kind of resolution at the end yep fair enough now we're going to have a small break and when we come back we will talk to sophie more about the intricacies that need to be checked on a condition report So you're listening to Real Estate Right. I'm Sue Langada and we are talking to the delightful Sophie Lyon from Jealous Craig Burundara about how to complete a condition report when starting a new tenancy. So Sophie, do the dates of compliance get noted on the condition report for the tenant? They do. Yes. They do now. Yeah. Okay. So essentially if they are concerned about any compliance issues with, you know, this dishwasher is not working very well or my hot water service it's up up and down with its um temperature mm-hmm. or whatever it is yep. they can go to their condition report and say this was checked on you know the 14th of december 2022 as being okay mm-hmm. so being pedantic so a yeah. dishwasher doesn't really um sit under 
compliance. The compliance. So yeah. compliance is more around safety for um, for electrical, gas, and smoke alarms. Yes. So your yeah. dishwasher will get checked, but it'll get checked from a um, an electrical electrical perspective, not whether yeah. it's actually operating or not. If it's not operating, then that's a maintenance issue. Um, But compliance stuff, um, yes, it is definitely on the condition report. The other place that that information should be provided to um, to the renter is on the disclosure statement, and they are Mm -hmm. required to get a disclosure statement um, prior to signing the lease agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they can certainly request a copy of the reports if they would like to have that. Um, yeah. so, you know, as of, as of March, 2023, all the properties have to be compliant, I think, or have the compliance checks done. Yes. And we have had, even though there's been like a two year period for us to get this done, um, mm-hmm. there is a lot of rental properties in Victoria and there is not enough gas and electrical people checkers <laughs> to go to around. Do it. Um, so, and especially when, you know, they would go out, they'd check it, they'd find an issue, and then we had to go through the process of getting quotes and getting the work done and mm. getting, in some cases, actually getting the parts for mm. them, um, all this kind of stuff. So it has been a very slow process, yeah. but I would definitely encourage renters to make that part of their um, you know, they're checking with stuff. You know, you go and you mm. check the hot water service and make sure it isn't one of those rotten, bloody, gravity-fed things that we had for forever yeah. and a day. You know, all of those little things that you go in and check, ask the question about the disclosure state, well, the, the compliance checks um, and yeah. ask for a copy of them if you think that you have a concern or just for your file. You know, it's not a bad thing mm. to have. Things that sometimes get overlooked because it's not just visual, it's also mm-hmm. functional. So working all out, toilets flushing, oven works, heating works. Like it might be a 40-degree day that you're coming in here, but you kind of should check that the heater actually works for when those freezing cold December days turn mm-hmm. up. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so all of those things are maintenance issues, though. Um, yeah. And... If by all means check it on the forty degree day, but then you're probably not going to use it again for another couple of months. Mm. So it may not work in a couple of months. This is you know mm. what appliances do. They're happy one day, they're not happy the next day. Yeah. Um, but so, as a condition report, you'd sort of think you'd still want to check that they're working because that's yeah. the condition yep. of them. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. The um once you've moved into the property and you've got the power connected then mm. absolutely you need to start, you know, working through those things and making sure they're all okay. Um, yeah. The, you know, toilets flushing, you can check that when you're doing, when you're going through and doing a, a general inspection for the property. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I've always checked is water pressure um, yeah. just to make sure that that's okay because that's, if, if the water pressure is not okay, that's kind of, that's a big thing. That's it's a, a big red thing flag to, for some people. Well, but not only that, but it's a big thing to rectify if it's an issue. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, in, in most cases. So, mm. you know, it's not one of those things that you just want to go, oh, I'm sure they'll fix that. Because um, it's not just your house or your apartment. It's the whole building or it's the whole, but you know, the, the actual connection from the road. Yep. 
Yep. All those, yep. It's a big all, thing. All of those kind of things. Um, mm. And, you know, and if it is a block of apartments, um, you know, you, you check things like the ventilation um, mm. and, you know, to make sure that, okay, so if I'm cooking in my kitchen and um, I burn something, where does that actually go? Yeah. <laughs> so um, they're, they're just little things that, that you walk in and the place looks amazing and it's lovely and it's your first yeah. rental property. So you're excited because you're, you know, moving out of home and, yeah. Um, but there are a lot of things that it does pay to just take a step back and go, okay, I'm just going to, going to check these things. Yeah. All good. Okay. Now does the condition report include the outside of the property? In, uh, when we're talking about properties um, that have courtyards or um, gardens or anything like that, yes, absolutely. If you're talking yeah. about a block of apartments, um, not so much. Um, mm-hmm. But what they would, what we would normally do is um, in a block of apartments, we take a photograph of the, um, of the car spot. Um, also the storage cage, if there is one, um, mm. just so that that information is recorded. Um, yeah. And again, you, you have arguments over um, car spots at the end of a tenancy sometimes because the owner's corporation comes along and says, oh, there's oil spots. Mm. Um, and the renter's like, well, that's not mine. That was there when I moved in. And it's like, well, no, it wasn't. where's the photo of it? <laughs> Do not yeah. underestimate photos. They are yeah. really incredibly valuable at the end of a tenancy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Watch out for that oil spot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we did touch on this a little bit, but the contentious issue is the checking the light bulbs working because we're actually, they're all supposed to be working when we walk in the door. Mm-hmm. They are. And I've been in a few and I would say that, you know, there's a big chunk of them that aren't working, especially when you've got those chandelier-y things where they've got like five light bulbs for the whole. Oh, you know, and they're hard to engines. get too. Some of them are really yeah. quite tricky. Um, so, look, uh, light bulbs, yes. But yeah. again, with the caveat of the light bulb might have been fine. <laughs> we Last did the Thursday. Report, and then. <laughs> You move in and you turn the light on and a couple of the bulbs just go, nah, thanks very much, I'm out. Yeah. Um, but if the, if it's if you've got like one light globe operational per room for the entire house and you've got these chandeliers that have got five light globes, five light globes, five light globes, yeah. that to me would be unreasonable. If you are in one room, there's five light globes, one of them has decided it's not going to play ball. Um mm don't think that that's necessarily a massive thing um but again it comes down to the individual if they want to put that information on the condition report absolutely go right ahead um yeah but the you know to replace one or two um light globes uh that's probably the sort of thing that um that i would sort of think that doing yourself is not unreasonable um But what we do tend to find when people move into properties, and I warn um, owners about this all the time, you've had someone who's lived in a property for one year, two years, 10 years, whatever. There will be little things that they just don't care about. It just doesn't bother them anymore. They live with it. Exactly. Yeah. When you have someone new who moves into the property, that's something that is new to them and they're like, oh, that should should get fixed. So there will be a whole lot of little things that will always come out when someone moves into a property. Um, mm-hmm. And so there'll be a whole lot of little maintenance things that need to get done. Um, yeah. So I 
tend to say to um, to renters, make a list of all of these things and then yeah. come back to me in like a week or 10 days, assuming it's not urgent, of course. Yes. Um, and then we can work through these things and we can figure out who we need to get in to do it, yeah. what the time frame is, et cetera. Because otherwise you yeah. have a phone call. And prioritise, this. obviously. Exactly. Yeah. But you have a phone call because, oh, you know, the, the tap's leaking in the in the backyard. No problem at all. We'll get that fixed. Yeah. And then, oh, we've just noticed this and we've just noticed that and we've just noticed that. So, you know, settle into the property, live in the property for a bit and then yeah. we can sort of bundle yeah. it all up and get The it blind done. doesn't come down properly. Like it's the role of things just yep. you need a exactly. heavy weight to keep it down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but going back to that light bulb thing, if you do have, you know, five chandelier, you know, five light bulb chandelier kind of things going on, just take a photo of the two light bulbs that are working, the three that aren't, for instance, mm-hmm. note it on your condition report. Um, and then when you leave the tenancy, if you've got all five working, great. If you've got two working, that's okay. It's a You're not going to get penalised. Yep, it's a yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's that's a um, a wise thing to do, I think, most definitely. Yes. Is there anything else we may have missed? The only other thing that's that's possibly worth noting, and one thing that does come up, going back into that reasonably clean thing, mm. is if you um, if you pick up the keys and go to move into a property and it's and it's not clean, um, mm. there you know there have been instances in the past where you know someone's walked back into property and said, well, that's it, I'm not taking the property because it's not clean. Now, in the event that you do that, what's happening is that's actually a lease break because there's no mechanism within the Residential Tenancies Act that says if the property is not reasonably clean, you can terminate the lease. What you Mm. can do is refuse to move in until such time as the property is cleaned. Um, So you don't have to pay any rent um, and the tenancy basically just gets paused for that period and then um, you once the cleaning's been done, you move in. Because it's not always um, easy for us to organise a cleaner at the last minute Um, Mm. and most of our cleaners are sort of booked up for a couple of days ahead. Um, So in the event that something has happened um, or, you know, you're not satisfied with the cleanliness of the property, um, then you do have the option not to move in um, and uh, then the owner can organise a cleaner and then the tenancy just restarts. Well, it's good to know. There is ways around it if if you're not completely satisfied. There's always with... ways around things, and you know, like everything, yeah. it's 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 about you know negotiation, and it's about um, communication. Uh, communication, exactly. It's a huge thing. Mm. But I get yeah. it. Like I said before, renting, you know, moving property is very, very, very stressful. Um, yes, and um, people do tend to uh, react. To things very quickly um yeah. in in those sort of circumstances where they are stressed and that that's just human nature unfortunately so you know, it is human nature things. well thank you so much sophie always a wealth of information <laughs> how can real estate right listeners get in touch with you if they want to rent their investment property through you uh, they can give me a call um, at Jill Craig and Hawthorne um, yep. and my number in the office is 9810 uh, yep. or they can email me at sophieline at jellyscraig.com.au and can you hear my dog in the background? <laughs> yeah, I can hear your dog in the background. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. We're a family-friendly, pet-friendly. Pet-friendly, exactly. Pet-friendly. Um, Well, thank you again, Sophie. Um, It's always a pleasure to have a chat with you. But next week we have the debonair, 
David Klingberg from Smart Planning and Design to talk to us about how to know where to best buy a house and land package. It's a great episode for those looking to work out where the government is planning to put infrastructure first in some of the new pockets in Melbourne, so don't miss it. Real Estate Right is brought to you by Real Copyright, one of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting services. This podcast is produced and written by me, Sue Langada, with the help of our social media expert, Jade Bomanis. We would like to thank Podbean for distributing this podcast, Zoom for the recording, Premium Beat for our theme music, and Francis Morello for our introduction. We would love for you to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or on our website, realestatewrite.com.au. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Right. It's where buyers, sellers, renters, and investors get their real estate right. Yeah.